You guys are still alive? Yeah! Holy sh! The average person touches their face two or three thousand times a day. Three to five times every waking minute. You gotta isolate the sick, and I mean really isolate them. We gotta get everybody else back into the houses. We gotta keep them there. We're doing that. No, we're not doing it. And if one of them has got it, that's ten of them have got it. What does it mean? Judy, what does it mean? Nut up or shut up. Hello and welcome to Apocalyptic, a uh, podcast created through the pandemic of COVID 19 2020. Uh, I'm Jeff Haskell and I'm here with Cami. Hiya. And Andrew. Hello. And Chris. Ahoy. And this podcast is going to be on a film called This Is the End. Little known film. Uh, quite a fun film, but. Little known, yes. But before we begin, I would like an update on how everyone's uh, quarantine life is going. And Chris, let's start with you. Well, we uh, successfully planted uh, some orange trees as well as some pomegranate <laughs> trees. And uh, we're working through getting macadamia nut trees. So despite my uh, lack of skill as a green thumb, I'm, I'm slowly learning how to, uh, how to create life across the property. Very nice. See, Chris, what what you're describing sounds like my experience in Animal Crossing. <laughs> yes, mine's real. I'm gonna be able to it's eat. More difficult in real life. I'm gonna be able to eat the oranges that I'm growing, whereas yours are digital. Well, when I zero eat nutritional fruit, value. When I eat fruit in the game, it allows me to shovel up entire trees. So Jesus. good luck trying to do that, my friend. Are you, why would you want to shovel up an entire tree? That doesn't sound like... It allows you to plant them in other areas. You guys need to get on this. <laughs> Andrew, well, clearly the... we now know what you've been up to in your, <laughs> in your quarantine. Like, Andrew. inspire you to have a garden in real life down the road? My garden in this game is pretty sweet. Uh, I gotta say. Probably not, though, in all honesty. Um, well, alright. Sorry to hijack that moment, but... Um, uh, yeah, I've been good. Thanks for asking. Um, it's actually like very quick story cause it's a very long one and these guys have heard it already. But since the last time we recorded this podcast, I was in San Diego and now I am currently in Ohio, um, with my family and I had a pretty insane opportunity to fly in a small plane <laughs> Uh, across the country uh, solely based on the fact that I was quarantined uh, for a long period of time. So I'm extremely grateful to that family that gave me an opportunity. But anyway, I'm here now. I'm Animal Crossing it up in Ohio, and I'm safe with my family, which um, especially during this time, you really kind of are reminded how important family is. So Very nice. What about you, Cammie? My quarantine life has been pretty much the same, which I can't complain about. It's been a lot of positives because I don't know anybody personally yet who's been affected by it, so that's been good. But at the same time, I wish that um, during this time on my maternity leave, I'd have like more of an opportunity to go out with our son. But um, yeah, still counting my blessings. And yeah, just living day to day for him. And pretty much I'm really thankful that I can continue to work my job uh, here at home. 
Uh, I know there's a lot of people that don't have that uh, ability and people who have to go into work still if they're part of the whole essential services. So uh, that's been fun. I get to spend more time with my newborn son. So that's a pretty incredible thing to be able to continue to do. And I'm very privileged and uh, thankful and grateful. Um, and I'm watching movies and talking about it with my with my family and friends mm-hmm. who are friends. I guess that's the way to put that. You guys are all family. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty damn awesome, frankly. Uh, but I do I do miss hanging out. It's it's starting to really sort of hit me. Just not starting to hit me, but I wish to see you guys and actually you know have an interaction. And it's just really annoying the fact that you can't do that right now, but for good reason. Yeah. So at least we have this. Yeah, we do have this, which is nice. Yeah, it's like I just moved to California to hang out with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's some truth to that. We're gonna make movies. And now you've moved back to Ohio forever. Forever. No, absolutely not. Although I, I got to say, my mom and my sister and I have been quite a cute uh, Midwestern suburban family biking around <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but I'm quarantined in the basement. I got to stay more than six feet away from them. I don't think you've stayed six feet away from them the whole time, though. I doubt it. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, call bullshit on that one. No, we've I honestly we've been taking it real seriously. Okay, good. That makes me happy. Um, yeah. All right, Chris, we have a new segment for the podcast, which is to look at what the current COVID case count is at the beginning of this podcast, and then we're going to see what it is at the end. But what is it now? All right. So as of April eighth, uh, two thousand twenty, at three fifteen uh, Greenwich Mean Time, the United States. Um, currently has 400,412 cases and then currently we have 12,854 dead uh, and the bright spot is we have 21,674 that have recovered that's so many numbers but it's also a shit ton of people who have cases that's insane yeah well and I keep looking at how the death rate compares to the recovered rate because it seems to be that it's about half <laughs> As the numbers go up, mm-hmm. so I'm half, that that half of what? Half recovered or half died? So half the recovered rate is, seems to be the death rate as it goes up. I haven't seen that change much. That's kind of terrifying. So for every two people that recover, one doesn't. What? Well, that doesn't bode, well, that doesn't really jive with the whole like percentage of. So that's why I'm not. I'm not. I'm oh, not. Sh- uh, I'm not sure if guys, these numbers. Guys, this is just the flu. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs> But I just I keep looking at the death rate and the recovered rate, and since I've started looking at it, there's always it seems like you just multiply the death rate by two, and that's the recovery rate. But we've got four hundred thousand other people that uh, are dealing with this still, so I don't know what that looks Jesus. like. I feel okay. Like, well, thank you for that wonderful segment. <laughs> Sorry, continue, Andrew. I feel like you're our like that was your weatherman moment there. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, as the weeks go go on, the numbers show a bit more. Encouraging, yeah, encouraging, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, that's what we want. God willing, everybody stay home. <laughs> everybody stay, stay home, home. Wash your hands. Home, wash your hands and listen to this podcast. Also, speaking of this podcast, uh, we, as of this recording, are now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, SoundCloud. Yeah. So please come visit us. Um, if uh, you like it, and I know you will, um, leave us a review that only helps 
uh, you know, spread the word of Apocaflictic. Uh, and we're also on Instagram, and it's just at uh, Apocaflictic. So like and uh, comment and let us know what you think. I do have kind of a funny, quick little story related to uh, Instagram um, that I thought would be kind of a fun thing to... Um, um, to share? Share, yeah. So basically, I'm, I'm, you know, we're just starting this podcast. We're trying some new things. And so I wanted to uh, promote our Instagram post, kind of announcing the podcast. And I don't, you know, it's not worth talking about that whole process. But essentially, I set it all up for the pro- promotion. And then essentially, Instagram has to approve it. But then I got a message here saying, your promotion was not approved. This ad isn't running because it promotes content that exploits crises or controversial political or social issues for commercial (laughs) purposes. Awesome. (laughs) Well, that's true. We're making so much money off of this, right? Wait, where's my check? Uh, Yeah, I know. There's no check here. So what are are you guys' thoughts on that? I mean, I did tell Instagram that we switched our rating system from body bags to toilet paper. <laughs> so hopefully that helps. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the advantage for taking for ads is a pretty low bar. It doesn't I don't know how this works exactly we're taking advantage of the crisis. Well, we, yeah. we're it, hoping it, with the crisis. It inspired us. Like it truly I wouldn't did say maybe inspire we need us. To, maybe we need to, we need to donate uh, like you know let's donate fifty percent of our proceeds to charity. So you mean zero? Means, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, fifty percent, fifty percent. Yeah, fifty percent of the no money you know we're what, getting. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's very generous. I don't need very my generous, cut of zero dollars. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully, if anything, it gives people some smiles and introduces them to movies. And it reminds them to wash their hands and stay home. Come on, exactly. Yeah. Where it's this a public a, service. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Yes, you're welcome, listener. <laughs> Thank you're you welcome. if you're listening. Yeah. In case you haven't heard of these little known movies, now you do. Yeah. We're promoting them. Yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah, little known movies. All right. Well, thank you for that, Andrew. I appreciate it. <laughs> like and subscribe. Um, shall we? Like and subscribe. And leave a comment and we'll do a shout out. Thank yes. you, everyone. We'll shout you um, out. Let's watch, let's watch this trailer, okay? All right, let's do it. Sad! <laughs> I have the best weekend ever planned. Jane Franco's having a giant party. <laughs> yes! Everybody drunk out. Oh my god, if I don't fuck Michael Sarah tonight, I'm gonna blow my brains out. What's up, Brianna? What? Fucking pale, 110 pounds, hairless, probably has a huge cock. Don't fucking touch my bumper, yeah, bitch. Yeah. Oh, a weird face. So hot. Everybody in the club is what did you just fucking blow on me? Don't worry, it's just heroin. Are you shitting me? No, I'm just kidding, it's cocaine. But that's still very bad. What the fuck? Come on, get out! It's too late for you, you're already in the hole. Get it! Get the fuck off of me, Aziz! Sheriff's office is urging people to stay in their homes right now. Sequel's dead. Crumhouse is dead. Michael Sarah's dead. Is it bad? It's already going crazy out there, guys. I'm not leaving, okay? I'm a victim. When I was a kid, I had man titties. The bullies held me down. They titty fucked me. We are actors. We pretend to be hard, man. Yeah. We solved this baby shit. Helicopter. It's gonna be fine. 
Oh, you okay? No, I'm not okay! Fuck your house, Franco! What's she got to say? We should just stay in here, fortify this bitch, and take inventory of all the food and shit we have. We got 12 bottles of water, 56 beers, half ounce sour diesel, one ounce of shrooms, CT crunch, a Milky Way. Can I have that Milky Way? No, you can't have the Milky Way. It's my special food. I like it. I want some of the Milky Way. I'd be pretty bummed if I don't at least get a bite of the Milky Way. What's you want? What the hell? Oh my God! Emma Watson showed up. You hear me? You have to drink. There are six of us. You cannot rob us. I'm not fucking around. Oh, Look at the drinks. Hermione just stole all of our shit. Please, you've got to let me in. Things have gone crazy out here. I'm sorry, we just don't know you, man. You could be like a looter or a rapist or a titty fucker. I'm not a rapist. You're gonna titty fuck us. If you want me to titty fuck you, I will. So good. Oh, you love it. There's something out here. God, that's a great, that's a fun trailer, too. It is very good. Um, the trailer does a pretty good job describing the movie, but I would say the synopsis that we came up with was a group of celebrity friends uh, get stuck together during the apocalypse and are forced to face their demons. Oh. That was the, the synopsis that uh, we thought captured this movie. I like that. Yeah. Well, spe specifically, you've got Seth Rogen playing Seth Rogen, Jay Bruchel as Jay... James Franco, Craig Robinson, Danny McBride, Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, Emma Watson, all playing. Rihanna, Jason Siegel, Aziz. Michael, did we see Michael Sarah? He said Michael Sarah. Kevin Hart. He's, yep, Kevin Hart. Uh, yeah, we said Jason Siegel. The whole Apatow gang. Essentially. Mindy yeah. Kaling. Yep, yeah, Mindy Kaling. Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Aziz. 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 Martin Star. Yeah. The other. Yeah. Pretty sure this movie performed like above its weight, like its weight class. Like it did really well in theaters. It did. Um, yeah. And like it also didn't get the money that it had asked for originally, right? Mm -hmm. Well, according to uh, Box Office Mojo, the uh, the budget was thirty two million. Yeah. And the domestic gross was one hundred and one million. International was twenty four. So a worldwide total of one hundred and twenty six, give or take. So they obviously made their money back pretty yeah. well. Nice. It was basically for them to spend two hours just bullshitting and being themselves. Well, because so yeah, Cammy yeah, has what I had like found, like read was that they had asked for something like forty nine, forty five million, and the studio was like, uh, like with the subject matter, we're not so sure. And so they're like, okay, what would you be willing to give us and still allow us to have complete creative control? And so they said thirty. What was it? Thirty two. Thirty two. Thirty two. And they're like, okay, we'll take it. And, and they definitely had full creative control. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's for that's sure. That's for sure. And that was clearly I, important. Because oh, yeah. a good chunk of yeah. it was improvised. Something like 50% of the movie was essentially improvisations. Anytime they were arguing in a group, I just assumed it was them off the cuff, just yeah. making yeah. fun of each other. 100%. Yeah. So if anybody with like the DVD or like who's rented it, definitely check out the Linorama. So I don't remember specifically um, how I heard of the movie, but... Um, my mother heard a NPR interview with Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen, who wrote the movie. And she was the one who said, hey, I want to see this movie called This is the End. <laughs> and we had seen the trailer. I remember it was at my house one morning and I was like, wow, this looks so raunchy as hell. Are you sure your mom wants to watch this? <laughs> and I so love that NPR was on the cutting edge of 
pop culture in yeah. the mid two thousands. Hundred percent. So I, you know, it, I don't know, I don't know what, yeah, what the segment was, but essentially, my mom wanted to go see. I should say our mom, uh, Chris, who is my brother for the listeners, if they don't know that. Um, and so we went, my wife, Cammie, and I went to go see that. Well, I was then his girlfriend. Yeah, that's true. And that's I didn't know Susan Haskell as well as I do now. <laughs> and so I was definitely like <laughs> trying so hard not to laugh too hard at some segments. <laughs> when, when, when like Jonah Hill gets, you know, the, the shadow of the giant demon dick is like coming toward Jonah Hill. It's like you don't make eye contact with your mother, mother sitting next to you. <laughs> Yeah, there's many dick jokes in there. I, I wonder if she had your, you know, was listening how many times he laughed with each dick joke. She was like, Cammy's past the five dick count. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the James Franco, Danny McBride uh, come off. Who did this? Who did this? Did what? What are you talking about? Jizz all over the pages of this nice magazine I was nice enough to tell you about. Was it you, Seth? No? It was mm. me, Franco. I fucking made jizz in your magazine. What? When I fucking jack off long enough, I end up jizzing, dude. I'm assuming the same shit works for you? Real fucking smart answer. Why don't you fucking aim, huh? I have a particularly explosive ejaculate. It just goes everywhere. It's like a fucking wild fireman's hose. She's gonna grab on and pray to God it doesn't get in your eyes or your mouth. The fuck kind of drunken off is that? What, you never had any brothers? You didn't learn to jizz in a fucking sock or on a fucking tissue? No, I don't have any brothers. I was raised in a house of women. I highly doubt they fucking taught you to fucking close your eyes and fucking come wherever you want. I mean, you're getting all worked up over a fucking porno mag. Who has goddamn porno mags anymore? Welcome to the 21st century, Buck Rogers. You designed a house with fucking iPads in the walls. Yet you're jerking your dick like a goddamn pilgrim. That's right, man. I like to fucking read. You think that's the only thing I jerked off in here? I've been dropping loads around this fucking house like a goddamn dump truck. You don't come on my stuff. I'll come wherever the fuck I want, James. I'll fucking come in your kitchen. I'll come on your fucking art. I'll come anywhere I want. I will fucking come right on you. I will come like a fucking madman all over you, McBride. Oh, God. Yeah. I just remembered that there was like a trailer for We're the Millers at the very beginning that she seemed to really enjoy. And I was like, okay, maybe she's okay with this. Oh, that's also a great movie. So that helped. That is a great movie for anybody who has not seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, has there been any COVID-19 social media or attention around this specific film, <laughs> like Contagion? No COVID bump? No, there's like there's still like some, there's like a lot of like relevance, I think, for this movie because it's essentially, they're in quarantine, they're like in quarantine. They're not allowed to leave the house, right? Because mm-hmm. the demons are outside. <laughs> they have to ration their food. And their yeah. drugs. And every outing is got death around the corner. That drug that scene, that drug scene where they lay out—well, not the drug scene, but where, when they lay out all their supplies. Yeah, their stuff, inventory. Their inventory. We got twelve bottles of water, fifty-six beers, two vodkas, four whiskey, six bottles of wine, tequila, Nutella, cheese, pizza, eggs, bananas, apples, bacon, steaks, pancake mix, CT Crunch, milk, ketchup, a Milky Way, half ounce sour diesel, three and a half grams Grandmaster Kush, one ounce of shrooms, fifteen pills of ecstasy, a porno mag, a baseball bat, and the video camera from the movie Twenty Seven Hours. One hundred twenty-seven hours. Uh. 127 hours and a functioning revolver from the movie Flyboys. Unfaithful. Jesus. This thing's real. Uh, to be completely honest with you guys, I have a photo of my inventory. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's depleted since I took that photo. 
<laughs> all the water you've drunk. Yes. Yes. That's right, all Andrew. the water. All the water. Oh, and the fruit you've been eating. Oh, yeah. so the, the non-animal crossing fruit. Yes, it's and it's uh, a high level of THC in this fruit. <laughs> <In> fruit. <laughs> in the flowers you collected. Mm-hmm. That's too funny, though. I don't. It's a little bit different in terms of like we've been able to, of course, replenish our inventory. Unlike they could, yeah. without having to you know go out to the neighbor's house and steal it. I'll see another like angle for it for anybody who's watching it for that COVID bump or COVID like relationship. There's also the whole thing about celebrities getting more attention or more help than the regular people. That's totally something that they're expecting in the movie. Mm-hmm. That they're going to be the yeah. first to be rescued. The helicopter. Yeah. What's happening out there right now? We are all soft. Yeah. We are all soft. We are actors. We pretend to be hard, man. Yeah. We, we soft as baby shit. It's baby shit. Soft as baby. Wait, Craig, what are you doing, man? Oh, hey, hey. What are you doing? What are you doing in the painting? We gotta man? board this shit up, man. Board it up. We gotta protect ourselves. We don't know how long yeah. we're gonna be in here. There's raccoons and bandits and shit out there. This is Obey, if you man. Get out this the is way. Like my favorite fucking painting. What are you doing, Craig? Guys, help. 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 Get up. Look. Helicopter. Helicopter. The good guys are here. We're fine. We're gonna be fine. That's true. That's a really, really good point. Yeah. They have this expectation. You know, that's the first people they help, right, is the celebrities. What's the line from Jonah Hill? It's like, who do they save? The celebrities. (laughs) Well, the helicopter comes, but it crashes into the house. (laughs) Yeah. I'm Jonah Hill, America's sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) So I... um, What I really appreciate about this movie is... um, And similar almost... (laughs) Weird example, but similar to Sausage Party, actually. <laughs> Another cinematic treasure. <laughs> Go on. It it ha- it has some very interesting religious. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The underpinnings or uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Overtones. Overtones, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so like I did not grow up religious or going to church, and so I know that you guys did, and I'm curious, like. You know, it, it's very much like Jay Bruchel's character at the very beginning of, of when they get sucked up in Blue Holes. <laughs> Nobody's getting sucked up in here. I'm getting That's sucked up. That's a quote from the, quote from the movie um, for anybody listening. <laughs> hey, you guys okay? Are you guys okay? There was a, it's a crazy earthquake. Did you guys feel that? That was, that was insane. Uh, no. I can't feel anything in here. This place is a fucking fortress. That, that, that wasn't an earthquake. I don't know, some way fucking crazy. No, it was crazier than an earthquake. Oh, there, there was uh, beams of blue light coming out of the sky and people getting sucked up into the sky. Done hallucinogens. <laughs> Come on, guys, don't bully Jay's sweetheart. Keep going, man. What are you talking about? I, there, there were people and they, they were there and they got sucked up into the sky. Jay. Sucked up into the sky. Nobody got sucked up in here. I got sucked off here. Yeah, this is a very highbrow film full of, you know, deep thoughts and anyway. Well, what would you expect from the mind of Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg? <laughs> right. What would you expect? But Jay Bruchel's character is definitely the one that kind of, like, has the full picture. And and you kind of just see his, like, 
discovery and then his conver- uh, confirmations of the dis- of the discovery. Wow, let's start that again. You, you see the <laughs> you see the uh, confirmation of his discovery through the film. Ultimately, do we see when he discovers the Bible at any point? I don't remember if that's. I don't think he. Well, he. Well, he has a Bible in the movie. Yes, but I, I don't think it was like a discovery point. I think it just yeah. was at the house. He just used it as a way to like, like it's in here. All the answers are in the when they're sitting at that table. Disaster. I mean, for all we know, the Lakers could have just won, and that's the reason why all this is happening. Paul and Franco's front yard, sinkhole. Every single time I turn on the news, sinkhole in South America, a bunch of South Americans getting sucked into the ground. Sinkhole de Mayo. Sinkhole de Mayo. That's why it's named that, because yeah. sinkholes happen in the summertime. Uh, it's not wildfires. It's not earthquakes. It's not sinkholes. I, I think I know what it is. Let's hear it. I, I think it's the apocalypse. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm serious, boys. It's all in here. In the book of Revelations. You took my Bible? Well, just hear me out. You tell me that what I'm describing isn't what's going on right now. <clears throat> and the skies shall open up, and the light of the Lord shall shine down, and those of good heart shall be brought into my kingdom of heaven. That's the rapture. Those are the gigantic beams of blue light. And there will be a great mountain burning in fire. I mean, the Hollywood Hills are literally engulfed in flames as we sit here right now. The Hollywood Hills ain't no mountain. It's a hill. Takes about ten minutes to get across the whole water. I take Laurel Canyon. Boys, can I just I do Laurel Canyon? I love Laurel Canyon. And out of the pit rose a great red dragon having seven heads, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, was released unto the earth. A lot of dudes from where the wild things are. The tail shows the picture of the demon walking. Like, good thing the, the Bible has some nice illustrations. God, Craig um, Robinson is so funny. That line is just like, oh, that's the dude from Where the Wild Things Are. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that dude. That's <laughs> oh, interesting, yeah. though. So, like, James Franco happened to have a Bible. I, je- I doubt Jay Baruchel has an actual Bible that he carries with him. Well, actually, most of the cast is Jewish, I feel like, if not half Prob- of it. Yeah, that's yeah, true. true. Yeah. Is this is this the apocalypse that was described in your Sunday school? Like a giant demon with a baby arm holding an apple? No. <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed that. Is that, that a, Sunday is that a school dick class. reference? I'm confused. Yeah. You've never heard that expression? No. It's like a baby it's, arm holding an apple? It's from the okay. third Austin Powers movie. Okay. You mean the microphone that's in front of Andrew? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's about the same size and color, I think. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Anyone listening to this has no idea, and I do apologize that it does make sense. Yeah, you... To Cammy's mother, I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah. Everybody just found out that my mom's a huge fan of this podcast, and I think I'm censoring ourselves a little. She's our number one fan, and we love her for that. We do. We really appreciate it. I, honest Look, to God, we're simply we we're simply offering a commentary on the material, and it happens to involve a lot of uh, there's a lot of penis phallic stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what you'd expect from from uh, the makers, right? Yeah, this is true. Okay, I okay. I have to mention this because I think this is probably for everyone who's seen the movie, they probably would agree with this, and they they've had the same thought. But Danny McBride's entrance in this movie oh. is probably one of the most amazing Dude. entrances in a film. It's like, a pretty good montage. The music is perfect. I, the just yep. the, the the way it's shot is perfect. Oh my god, it's it's one of the absolute best moments in this movie, and oh, it just brings a, like warmth to my heart. Not only that scene, but Danny McBride throughout the film is probably the maybe one of the best parts or ba- best additions of it. 
I think that's true. I, I would agree with that. And 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 the like the following moment when he's like you know present like you see him like in the in the, the kitchen like doing all the cooking and and uh, wasting all the food wasting all the food. all the food and then and then that scene where he like is confronted with them all and he's just like Franco, good morning sunshine guys guys wake up Danny's alive he's eating all the fucking food for you guys. Stop eating! Guys, just chill the fuck out, okay? I'm sure the Green Goblin can fucking afford some more bacon. Dude, this shit's supposed to last us till we get rescued! Wait a second. I know what happened. You guys dropped acid, didn't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Craig doesn't have any pants on. He got fucking wild. Probably danced. Sweated all over the place. You got white shit all over your mouth, Frankie. You probably sucked somebody's dick. Jonah over here probably watched and jerked off. Jay? I didn't even know you were in town. Good to see you. Danny, we're not on acid. We didn't suck each other's dicks. James Franco didn't suck any dick last night. Now I know y'all are tripping. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's so good. His. Uh, that I don't home... think he's acting though. No. I think he's only he plays himself throughout this. And, well, except for maybe the end with uh, with Channing Tatum <laughs> well, and Candle stuff. But they... he seems to just be playing himself a lot. He's the, it's like the opposite of a method actor. The entire cast, with the exception of Michael Sierra, they they all play a heightened version of themselves, right? And like mm-hmm. what's inside in interviews is that um, this actually ended up being a very therapeutic um, exercise for the group because they were able to t- like work through some of the like, real issues they had while they were just joking around. Hey, hey, is this coke smell funny? Oh, fuck, Michael! Fuck, fuck, fuck dude! I've never fucking done cocaine, dude. What is the fucking? Well, you did the best shit possible for your first time, cause that's good. Fucking... Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck! I'm nervous, dude. I don't what know what's wrong with Look, you. Look, he's freaking oh, out. I've never done this fucking Mike, drug before, please, man. I will walk you through it, Mike. No one. I'll be your guide. Always. You got some in your mustache, baby. What are you, Michael? They literally got to face personal demons in the making of the movie as well as in the actual movie itself like that's which is kind of cool jonah hill is probably the best example of that weed is tight weed is tight that's awesome that's awesome weed yeah. is awesome it's like the golfing sequence in navy seals sick reference though bro oh thanks bro dude your references are out of control everyone knows that hey dude. thanks man i'm jealous i would have been there in a heartbeat but uh I actually just adopted this uh, incontinent spaniel. She's a really beautiful soul. Her name's Aja. Aja? Yeah. How do you spell it? A-H-J-H-A-I. A-H-J-H-A-I. You want to see a picture of her? Aja. She's so hey. sweet. Look at her. Aww. You know, she can't bark. She doesn't know how. So She doesn't know how to bark. She doesn't know how to bark. So I've tried to teach her, and she, she just kind of screams. And so she was up, had her face smushed against the cage, and was like, ah! If I'm not mistaken, if my timing's right here, he was nominated for Wolf of Wall Street before no. this. It was or was uh, it Moneyball? It was Moneyball. Money yeah, that was when he was nominated for. Him. So now Jonah Hill's nominated twice. Jeez, he's That's an Academy wild. Award nominated person. <laughs> he's not a person. He's not a person. He's an actor. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you gotta sell that shit. There were fatalities. <laughs> this is. I, I'm gonna. I mean. I, we haven't even discussed how we handle spoilers here. I think just the assumption is we spoil the movie. So yeah, it's sorry. But um, I have to say, like, so I'm a huge fan of Pineapple Express. I think that movie is amazing on so many different levels. But what I love about This Is The End is that not only do you have this movie of This Is The End, but within This Is The End, you have, like, this meta 
recreation of what would be Pineapple Express 2. Mm-hmm. And you, there's that scene in the very beginning of the movie, you see Seth Rogen um, and James Franco like discussing what could the sequel be, and you know, there's smoking weed and all that. And and James Franco pitches this ending because Seth Rogen's like, you know, I've got all these different ideas. I don't know how it would end. And James Franco pretty much is just like, you know, um, Danny becomes the head drug lord and he eats me. <laughs> and and literally this movie, James Franco perishes by Danny McBride eating him after he's mm-hmm. become the cannibal lord. And foreshadowing. It's <laughs> an ama- serious it's, foreshadowing. It's it's an amazing foreshadow that's like has just the best payoff. And on top of that, there's that scene where they um, kind of film a trailer. Uh, you know, a trailer for it. Yeah. Also, Ugh. Jonah Hill playing Woody Harrelson. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> just <Yeah>. perfection. <laughs> what yeah. was the line he says too? Is like weed for the people. <laughs> yeah. It's the people's yeah. weed. <laughs> Yeah, Jonah great, Hill's great, uh, great. Woody Harrelson perfe- uh, impersonation. I would have given the Oscar for that, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Jonah Hill should have been nominated. There you yeah, go. Missed that. Missed that. So we we, we we touched on it, but I don't think we really went that deep into it, actually. About the Andrew, you asked a question about, was this oh, apocalypse yeah. what was talked about in Sunday school? I don't recall yeah, I totally a lot of conversations about, about apocalypse in Sunday school, frankly. At least, but I, I mean, I was well, a, I was raised Episcopalian, <laughs> and we I don't know we just didn't talk about the apocalypse much. Well, when you don't talk about the apocalypse to kids, right? Like it's a little bit dark matter. You're supposed to read it when you read the Bible, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we, have, we got the well, time. Well, kids are living <laughs> it now, Cammy. <laughs> <laughs> but no. uh, in interviews, like. Um, uh, Seth and Evan have talked about how it was inspired so much by the Bible and just like the dark images of the Bible. Mm. But um, sort of like the yeah. like um, the Slayer and Ozzy Osbourne album art. Yeah. Imagery. Sorry, I thought there was more to your question. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to just leave it hanging. I was like, I think you guys understand what I mean. <laughs> you know, like raining blood. Yeah. He ate a bat. He ate. Ozzy ate a bat. Oh. And that's how we all got sick. Wow. Ozzy <laughs> Come full circle. Is Ozzy is Ozzy patient, patient zero. zero. Oh jeez. Explains oh, so much. It does. It's been just like sitting in his system for years. Since waiting. the seventies. I don't think it would affect him. <laughs> I am patient zero. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, that's copyright. We can't keep singing it. We'll just cut that. No, no, no. It's it's covered under uh, parody law. Yeah, parody law. Common, common use. Well, I don't know. Instagram's throwing large turns out there. I object. I object. (laughs) (laughs) Sustained. All right, so 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 you know your church experience didn't freak you out in terms no. of the apocalypse. That's Not good. really. No. No, That's just good. be good kids and get to go to heaven. My familiarity with the with the apocalypse in the Bible, or the Book of Revelation, is the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and mostly because it's referenced in another film called Tombstone. <laughs> That's mm. my, <laughs> you know. No, I think that's that's. Yeah, that's that's the Book of Revelations, <laughs> right? The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. 
It's in there. He, yeah, they're and called him and talked about how. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a different movie, and uh, that's you know, goes to show um, my familiarity. All right, I do have a question. What is everyone's? I guess they're all cameos in this movie. I was gonna say, what is anyone's favorite cameo in this movie? Uh, but they're kind of, <laughs> they're like all cameos, kind of. Um, I think I know Cammy's favorite you do? cameo. The, the Cammy's com- cameo? <laughs> the commercial actor who pops in. I want to live. Things have gone crazy out here. This guy fucking sucks. What if he's the rapist? And even if he is a rapist, he can't rape all of us. Yeah, no, so I'm not, I'm not a rapist. You're going to titty fuck us. If you want me to titty fuck you, I will. So good. Oh, you love it. That's it. Oh, titty fuck you so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you love it. <laughs> this is this is the guy who, like, after everything goes down, tries to come, like, have them invite him in, and then he gets beheaded shortly thereafter. He does. He's wonderful. He's from a great, go- or great um, college humor series as well uh, called Ask Google, and he plays Google. Anyone out there who hasn't seen this, I highly recommend watching it's it. Phenomenal, incredible. Uh, he yeah, he essentially plays Google, and so people sit down at a desk and ask him questions. It's phenomenal. He's one of those comedians that has been in so many movies, but I don't like. I can't. I don't know his name. <laughs> he's in ads a lot. So yeah. he's in. A, he's also the pilot episode of Workaholics. He yeah. is fucking hilarious in it because he plays. They're basically that episode. Quick side note. He plays in this episode. He plays someone that collects urine to like test, like drug tests the office, mm. and he is like. Like a dictator when it comes to getting people's piss, it's ama- It's the funniest thing ever. I highly recommend. If you've never seen that episode, you got to watch that one at least. I love in the last like three minutes we've. I, well, I've been a part of this, but we've mentioned Tombstone, a YouTube series, <laughs> and we're colleagues. We're not exactly talking about uh, this is the end as much as you'd expect right now. We'll bring it all back. But um, favorite cameo, you guys go. My favorite, I think, was Emma Watson because it's just such a funny change of pace for. How everyone knows Hermione Granger. Give me everything you have to drink. Put it in the bag. There are six of us. You cannot rob us. I'm not fucking around. Give me the drinks. Give me the drinks. Put the drinks in the bag. Give me the drinks in the bag. Hurry the fuck up. Okay, they're getting the drinks. Put the axe down. Don't give the Milky Way away. You can put the axe down now. No, shoot her face. Shoot her. I'm not going to shoot Emma Watson. Look, Emma, just stay here with us. It's a lot safer than out there. Reasonable. Yeah, funny story. Like, like Daniel Radcliffe was supposed to be in the movie, but when they pitched it to him, they only had like a half baked idea of the movie, and so his character was terrible. No idea what it is, but it was so bad that he refused to be in the movie. And so that that's must be, it. Must have been really bad because he's what he's done since Harry Potter has been such a weird. hodgepodge of, of different things. Like <laughs> yeah. he really he really chooses some really unusual projects. So it must have been really really out there for him What's since that? he's played a farting dead yeah. Swiss Army Man. Like, Swiss Army Man. Yeah. 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 Michael Sarah's cameo is pretty classic oh, in this. Riri. How about you? Do you ever see a psychiatrist? That's not cool. Don't touch that's my phone. Michael, that's not cool, man. Fuck up, Jason. We're playing a game, man. Say cheese, baby. Too. I mean, he he essentially, according to Cammy, his one stipulation for for like being in the movie was like he, he had to wear that t- 
terrible windbreaker, but he would do everything. Anything else? He did everything. Like, that was his one thing, was I'm going to wear this windbreaker, but anything else you want me to do, I'll do. He actually thanked Seth Rogen for the role as it was written because he kept on getting typecasted as the awkward teenager in every other mm-hmm. movie. And he's like, I'm sick of being seen this way. And Seth Rogen's like, I got you, boo. <laughs> and wrote this awesome role for him. So, he, so instead, I want to be the I want to be the character who gets a rusty trombone in the bathroom yep. while drinking a Capri Sun. Yep. <laughs> Anybody want to sip? Sip, sip. I got <laughs> sucked <laughs> off here. <laughs> you stole my fucking cell phone. Oh, this yeah, is so embarrassing. Mike Sarah is fucking brilliant. Uh, small, it's great. Small cameo for mine, but uh, I love Paul Rudd. And I <laughs> That's love... right. What the fuck? Paul Rudd has such a small moment in this, but it's great. He runs with this, like, like everyone's outside. They're seeing, like, the Hollywood Hills on fire. And then you see and then Paul Rudd just comes out of nowhere holding a giant bottle of champagne. He's like, oh, what's going on? And then at one moment, everyone's there's all this chaos. There's a hole building in the ground. People are falling into it. And you see Paul Rudd, like, this girl falls. And then Paul Rudd, like... Not only steps on this woman's head, but like oh. gross, grossly crushes, crushes this woman's it. head. Sorry. And he's just like, I'm sorry. And then that's the last you see of Paul Rudd. <laughs> the best part about that cameo is that he wasn't even at James Franco's party. He's like coming from like somewhere else. Yeah. He stole, I assume he stole that bottle of champagne. <laughs> just got a big yeah, red bow maybe. on it like what was maybe. the story there where did he come from he could have been hanging out with channing tatum oh that's just so true because he's a neighbor yeah yeah it's funny in the uh, very early in the movie when james franco and jay or sorry when jay bruchel and seth rogan are walking up to james franco's house uh seth rogan mentions like oh yeah channing tatum just lives down there yep <laughs> foreshadowed again see the writers of this were so brilliant they had a long time to work on this movie, honestly, man. Did you guys see the short film that they no. did, like, Is years it... before? Mm-mm. It was... It, I no, don't I didn't. Even, I don't even... I, oh, you got, I might have to send it to you guys after this, but, um, it was, like, Jay Bruchel, I forget what the context... I think they just shot it for, I don't know, for fun or whatever. I don't, I don't even know the reason necessarily, but Seth Rogen and Jay Bruchel are locked in a house during the apocalypse and it's just funny banter between the two of them i did see this i had i did see this like they're in an apartment or something right yeah and 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 that is essentially the inspiration that eventually led to this movie so Hmm. um all the foreshadowing and all the really smart beats in this like it just they've just been ironing this shit out for years so I think that when they pitched it to Daniel Radcliffe, all they had was that movie. And it didn't really mm. give the full picture of it on top of having this terrible character written for Daniel Radcliffe. And that's part of the reason why he turned it down. Hmm. Well, I think Emma Watson was a better choice anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> she was freaking great. Inspirational. I think I liked her better here than in the Harry <laughs> Potter movies, personally. <laughs> Danny, you said that very quietly. In, in this in this movie, we discover Danny McBride is a huge fan of those Harry Potter movies. That's <laughs> true. This is a fucking cool thing, man. I, for one, am very excited. I'm a massive Harry Potter fan. 
What? Yes, I love fucking Harry Potter. I cannot wait till she wakes up and I can ask her all these amazing questions about how they made those motion pictures. Take it easy, Dumbledore. I have so many questions to ask her about those Harry Potter movies. How, like, how it was when they made them. Okay, Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Craig Robinson really enjoys drinking his own pee. Oh, I just drank my own pee for the first time. And it ain't bad. I... Never thought to do it. I always thought, you know, peace, stink, whatever, but... That was kind of an interesting bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My least favorite part of the movie is... The confessional um, bit's a little weird. Seth Rogen drinks his own pee. That was gross. <laughs> so... I was watching. I was watching some of the special features, uh, and unfortunately, I feel bad because I don't remember the name of the cinematographer. But um, he, so Seth Rogen and and the cinematographer and Evan Goldberg, the other director. Sorry, Brandon Trost. Brandon Trost. Um, they worked very closely on the um, the style of the film. Because Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg were very, when they were pitching the film and trying to like relate it to other films in terms of style, mm -hmm. they um, they at least in the interview that I mentioned, they were like all the movies that we mentioned were not comedies; they were all horror, thriller mm. type films. And I pr I don't I, I'm curious what you guys think, but like I love how this this movie is shot and and looks. It does like it. This is a absolutely a comedy, but it does not at all look like your traditional well lit, um, high key kind of high key sitcom kind yeah. of ish. Yeah, no, it's more stylistic, and I think you're right. That is a really really good point. It kind of defies what the genre norms are in mm -hmm. terms of the cinematography, which I think is good. I mean, the, the lighting is very dramatic. Um, it's good. I, I I think it really does make it stand out, uh, for sure. Yeah. More than any um, Seth Rogen comedy, it had me at the edge of my seat, like, wondering, like, okay, who's going to get hurt next? Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. The, uh, the tense. The scene, Kami, that you were mentioning with that guy sticking his head through the door, mm -hmm. um, that eventually how that scene progresses is that his, something eats the rest of his body, so his head falls into the house. <laughs> and for whatever reason, uh, you know, Seth Rogen and, uh, and co. end up just start kicking the head. They and... want to kick the head away from them, just yeah, for yeah. The, yeah. context like, ah, for anybody who's not seen this movie. Yeah, yeah, they were like, I don't want the head in front of me. I'm gonna kick it. Yeah, which is an odd like choice. Like you do, like yeah, of course. Like you do, but they. Um, it was cool in the special features. They they showed this rig of this like giant camera that they put in like this. It kind of almost looked like this big styrofoam ball, mm -hmm. and they rolled that around as a way to get that shot of the head uh, from the head's perspective of them. Yeah, which and, is a great shot. It's a great shot, and initially the cinematographer, Brandon Trost, was like, this is going to be a st dumb shot. Why are we wasting our time with it? And then afterwards he was like, this actually looked fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's a great, it's a really cool shot, and I... I I don't know. I, I, there's so many cool creative choices in this movie. Well, For such a silly movie, it's like well, little moments like that that are so cool. Well, I can understand why he was nervous about it because if the camera from a single point is rotating really quickly, it could be really jarring. But the way it was done, or at least the portion they chose, isn't like a whip 
panned. It kind of moves at a pace that's not too crazy um, and allowed you to actually be able to properly see what the camera was seeing without it being just like blurry. So I can understand what his potential trepidation was um, with that shot, but what they ended up getting was was surprisingly good. Well, it gives a good narrative, right? Because it happens right as the head gets cut off and then right as Jonah Hill picks it up and then... (laughs) Ultimately drops it, but <laughs> if you guys what? if you guys couldn't tell, Jeff is the cinematographer of the group. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I would just try. be like, yeah, fuck it, throw it in the ball. <laughs> Let's see what happens. No, I, I can I can get what where, where he was nervous about it, but I think you're right. I think it may have been a uh, a, a ambitious choice, but I'm glad they did it because it did work really well in the movie. Um, yeah, it's, it's for it's, the chaos of the moment too. It's all these different moments that, like, and it, it's totally intentional, like, where you, you, the lens makes it seem like it's a horror movie or a thriller or whatever, but the situations or how they, the actors within the frame respond to it is ultimately mm-hmm. what makes it funny and just the imagery almost, like, heightens how funny it is just because it's such a, it's not a normal way of viewing comedy, ultimately. Yeah, there's the so at one point they're looking for water, and first they send out uh, Craig Robinson outside to get the water. It doesn't work out. No. Um, <laughs> he survives though, which is good. Yeah, but then they go through the when they break through the floor. That scene when they're first exploring that underground area that was definitely. I, I just love the the comedic lens into what's a very classic like horror movie scene, right? Like the flashlight going through through with the flashlight, and then they discover the cutout from Spider Man Three. <laughs> they see James Franco with his like mangled face. <laughs> oh man, For that's me, good. That's that good really ones. captures so, that. So, yeah. so out of the all the guys in the house, if you had to pick one of them to be in quarantine with you. Ooh. Who would it be? Uh, good question. It's hard because you, you choose someone that'd be fun to be in quarantine with or someone who would be useful in quarantine with. How, whatever, however you want to approach it. That's what I'm thinking about. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to think maybe, maybe the largest. So when it came down to uh, having to eat, you know, <laughs> they've got more mass to them. You're going to hang out with Craig then? You're going to eat or Craig? Or Seth. Yeah, I mean, I think Craig. Well, Craig yeah. was also the most useful, right? He was the only one He's who the most useful. wanted to go with Jay to go to Channing Tatum's house. That's true. He actually did true. put himself mm-hmm. out there. He was the first to get... Um, Sent outside. No, no. Um, what's it called? And he got beamed up. Um, oh, oh, like to be saved? Raptured. Raptured. Yeah. The first to get raptured. So. Yeah, I was going to say Jay. Or Jay. I was going to say Craig as my... My choice. Same. Jay would okay, have been two use- for Craig. Both three Jay- for Craig. Three for Craig. Yes. Jay would be useful because he was the one who really did this. He was the one who realized it was the apocalypse, though. He's also really thin, so he could like slide into thin spaces places and scurry into windows to get ha- like <laughs> water I, and food. I hate nothing against Jay Baruchel. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I don't feel like he'd be that fun to hang out with. <laughs> Him <laughs> and this movie. Sorry, okay, Jay. Lost- I guess we lost a fan. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. I, I don't mind Jay. He's a homebody. I, I can respect that. He, he gets some, he gets some Canadian Craig, cred. Yeah, he's a, he's a fellow Canadian. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's a fellow Canadian. That's a fair point. Um, that's really tough. Everyone chose Craig. I love that everyone chose Craig. That's kind of amazing. 
I mean, um, it's it would, the obvious choice. It wouldn't uh, be James. Yeah. It wouldn't be James Franco. It wouldn't be Danny McBride. <laughs> no, Danny would eat you. It wouldn't be Jonah Hill. And it it could water. be. I mean, this is not in the house, but Channing Tatum, because he's so loyal. <laughs> Channing Tatum. <laughs> um, Very submissive. <laughs> I would say either Seth Rogen or Craig Robinson. Those would be the two. Um, All right, just Seth to be Rogen, contrarian. Then. Um, I think he'd be fun to hang out with, and I still think yeah. he... Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think he still was useful and didn't wasn't a panicky person. Um, he totally, like, um, for lack of a better word, pussied out of, like, going That's to get true. food at... Um, I'm not going. Yeah. I refuse. Tentatums of <laughs> house. I'm not going to uh, go. That I'm whole, just the not. Whole, uh, and he's got that, like, titty-fucking phobia. Which is hilarious. It was crippling. It was crippling. <laughs> is that, is yeah, that that's the correct Full term? stop. Nope. Can't, can't hang out with someone who has a titty fucking... <laughs> no, that's a no-brainer. Everybody knows that. Oh. Okay, you guys have convinced me. Everyone here would like to yeah. be with Craig Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> see Robinson. He can shout sing, out. too. Shout out so to Craig. Oh, yeah, he can sing. He had the keyboard. All right, fellas, I want you to real sexy right now. We're going to sing to all the ladies. All the fellas go like this. In your very white voice. Take your panties off. Take your panties off. Take your panties off. Come on, Rihanna, take your panties off of me. Come on, Craig, can you fuck off of me? I'll do one of them things. He's a great keyboard player, great singer. Yeah, Craig Robinson all around. Did we just figure out that we all love Craig Robinson? (laughs) No, I've known him for a while. America's sweetheart, his the true America's sweetheart. No, I've I've been a fan. Yeah, triple threat. He can act. He can sing. He's good in an apocalypse. (laughs) How do they describe him in the movie? He's like, oh yeah, he's kind of sweaty, but he's a great guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, that's actually that was not the answer I would think we'd all have, but I love it. I have to call out the fact that. In the afterlife, he has a towel, like a like a towel to wipe mm-hmm. up his sweat that has his name on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's amazing. I think that's what heaven is. You get that. Peter gives you one of those at the pearly gates. He gives you anything you want. That's Stop heaven. up your sweat with your personalized. <laughs> Should we talk towel. about the end of this film, like how it, yes. how it comes to a conclusion? Um, well, obviously, the, the, the well, okay. So Jonah Hill's Jonah Hill is possessed. <laughs> And they try and do an exorcism. Wait, wait, back up. He's possessed because he wants to compel him. We gotta explain how he got possessed. (laughs) Do we? (laughs) Do we? Uh, So Jonah Hill asks God to kill Jay because he truly does hate Jay, even though Seth insists that um, Jonah Hill loves Jay. And (laughs) shortly thereafter, he gets possessed by the devil. Yes. Yeah, you might see a shadowy figure creep into his bed as he's sleeping, where Jonah Hill is like, oh, that tickles. And then as he's dreaming, he's like, wait, this is really real. And then. That's his direct quote, actually, from Rosemary's Baby, by the way. What's that? This is really real? Yeah, this is real. This is not a dream. That's a direct quote from Rosemary's Baby. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Cool little factoid. <laughs> yeah, so that that scene and um, the, the, what's it called? The Christ, show, uh, the Christ compels you the, from the exorcist. The exorcist scene, they're both compelling. inspired, in, directly inspired by two Some very famous movies. Yeah. <laughs> am, I, am I compelled? Jonah? Jonah Hill. 
Jonah Hill is no more. Demon? Yes. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. Jay, you fool. I say unto thee, the power of Christ compels you. Oh, does it? Does it compel me? The power of Christ compels you. Does it, Jay? The power of Christ compels you. Is the power of Christ compelling me? Is that what's happening? The power of Christ compels you. Guess what? It's not that compelling. <laughs> that's a great scene, too. That's actually one. That's a really great, great scene. I know for a fact that was Susan Haskell's favorite scene, was the exorcism scene. She's like, oh, I know this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, here we go. Susan Haskell's take. That's her, her favorite scene. That's the exorcism great. of... Uh, that was also having the, 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 uh, the title... In the movie, oh. where like the exorcism of Jonah Hill, I thought that was that was a wonderful Amazing. way to kind of introduce that scene. I don't know. I thought that was wonderful. Yeah, I like no, when movies do that. So it separates it out a little bit. So the house catches on fire when a candle from the exorcism falls over. Mm-hmm. Just to let people know, kind of oh, what takes and place. All that, all those, like that's really a dude on fire chasing them. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Like, I, I, if you guys haven't watched the behind-the-scenes stuff, it's fascinating. Mm. Because, yeah, it's, it's like, um, Seth Rogen at this point has done, I mean, the, the wonderful film Green Hornet. Um, mm, yes. <laughs> but some, some other films that had action in it. And, nice plug, Andrew. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, everyone watch Green Hornet. Um, Michelle, what a terrible Michelle Gondry movie. Anyway, um, but... Uh, <laughs> you seem depressed by that. Uh, yeah. Michelle Gondry has other yeah, good movies. He does. Michelle Gondry has some He's brilliant got plenty films. of other great movies. Who wants Eternal but, Sunshine um, if you feel too down about it? No, no I mean, the the <laughs> the st- stunt work in this is super impressive, and they have like, some pretty, good, yeah. like, pretty um, intense sequences that not only had people literally on fire, but the the actors were like there. None of this was like they're all in the same frame with this wow. giant fireball. It's pretty, no pretty incredible. Yeah, the yeah. stunt work um was pretty pretty incredible in this film, especially with that uh, Jonah Hill scene. Well like going back to the Green Hornet comment, the great thing about this movie was how much they ragged on each other's like uh Hollywood bombs. Flyboys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Flyboys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, there was another one, Your Highness. And... Oh, I love Your Highness. I love. I agree. I think I it's agree. a great movie. It's a high that concept a summer movie. comedy. That should be a summer, a summer uh, theater movie where we all get together and watch that. That's it's a, a really one. fun high concept comedy, and not enough of those yeah. are made because they often are not successful, which is too bad. When yep. Jeff and I started Bunch dating, he high. would quote that movie way more than he should have because I did not get any of the references. I was like, I, I don't know where you're going with this triangle face business. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Triangle man. face. Don't show me triangle face. I hate it scares me. Oh, man. Okay, so... To, anyway, going back to the end. To continue, the house burns down, and so Craig Robinson, uh, Seth Rogen, and Jay Baruchel are now stuck outside of the house. Oh, Jay, and James Franco, too. Um, Jonah Hill's dead. Uh, Danny McBride's been kicked out of the house. Danny McBride's been kicked out of the house. Um, and they no longer have their home to be safe in. Now, at this moment, Craig Robinson, who we've all chosen as our, as our companion for the apocalypse, is the first to sacrifice himself to distract a demon to save the rest. And that's when we first... King. This is the, the first time we see someone redeem themselves and, and get be, raptured. And get saved. 
and get and sucked up cool to heaven. Is like he, like uh, again, you know, fighting for Craig as the best quarantine buddy. He had no idea that he was going to be sucked up in the blue light. They've talked that about it though. Ta- in the They've talked beginning. about it. He and Jay yeah, talked but, about like yeah. you know Out of the potential people, for it to happen. The potential. He's got to be really maybe. good. Yeah, yeah. they talked about the potential. Because like, all right, uh, so Craig yeah. had a motive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he. Because in the beginning, he's just like, oh, I just got to be really good to everybody. And he's like, well, no, you got to like not do it with the intention of getting raptured. And yeah. so. This was the first time somebody had done it without the intention of getting raptured. Yeah. Like legitimately sacrificing himself, not saying nice things about other people. You're the best, man. You're 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 Which awesome. Seth you're so and cool. James <laughs> go on to do right afterwards. In, in the Prius. Uh, yeah. Um so that takes place. And then does someone want to talk about who uh we see next? Who they run into next? <laughs> Dude, the cannibal scene is like God, that is one of the best things captured on film. <laughs> That's probably the best cameo, frankly. It's definitely I, the best cameo in it. I love so, him. I love him. So, guys? So, so Danny McBride um, has another great reveal. It, it, it kind of harkens back to when, his earlier reveal uh, when he steps out of that uh, van with think- the feet and everything. You think the music is actually similar? Now that I think about it, no, it's not. I wonder no? if it's the same. I, yeah, I don't remember no, if it's, it's the same it's song or not. Kami's saying no, no and I, I trust her. Yeah, when, well, in his anyway, first entrance, I, it, it's very it kind like, of stoner doom, music. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah, well. yeah, it kind of reminded oh. me of the 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 first entrance, but nonetheless, it's introduced that Danny McBride, since being pushed out of the house, he was voted off the island to just go outside, and he is now the cannibal leader of a group of cannibals and he has a gimp that he introduces to James Franco, Seth and uh, Jay. And it is later revealed that this gimp, do I have to explain what a gimp is? Yeah. Or are we no, just no, you don't, you don't, you're good. Is? I don't think it's necessary. If you watch Pulp Fiction, okay, you know cool. what this means. <laughs> Go watch Pulp Fiction. Kids, look it up on Google. Don't oh, do that. Oh, God, don't do that. Mom, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask, your, wa- ask your parents. Or just watch Pulp Fiction. And don't ask your children. <laughs> Continue, yeah. Andrew. Uh, so the gimp is later revealed to be Channing Tatum. <laughs> this is my gimp. Channing, introduce yourself. Hey, what's up, guys? Y'all cool? It's Channing Tatum. That's Channing Tatum, dude. What the fuck? Channing fucking Tatum. I found him wandering on the freeway. I collected him, made him my bitch. Get off my dick. I call him Channing Tate Yum. Hardcore, man. I got him trained good. Watch, he does tricks. Wait, shake hands. I love him. It's fucking G.I. Joe, dude. Oh. Fucking loves me. <laughs> Channing Tatum uh, gives a brilliant performance in this. Brilliant. Um, where, uh, honestly, he really, he honestly shows off his previous stripping skills in this. And his he assets. He's flexible. And yeah. his assets, emphasis, emphasis of the word ass. He's got nice chaps but, uh, on. Nice chaps. Thanks, Andrew, for, uh, for elaborating on that, explaining that joke. Yes, ass. Um. <laughs> needed, needed clarification, Chris, clearly. Um, but yeah, that just the, the like the line that probably sums up the whole scene for the most part is just like, he's like, yeah, I just slide right in that shit. That's <laughs> Danny McBride saying that. Danny McBride saying that. Yes, re- referring to um, Channing Tatum's assets. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. This movie Your is ridiculous. ridiculous. Earmuffs. Okay, yeah. let's, let's Too late, keep Chris. this ball rolling. So... James Franco decides that he's willing to sacrifice himself now to save Seth and Jay, and so he distracts the cannibals while they run away. He is then saved uh, and begins rising to heaven, but then he flicks off Danny McBride. Hey, he gets and cocky. God decides that, no, you're not going to be allowed, and he gets dropped again. And here's Jeff's favorite line in the whole movie. It's because you've been petty. Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that is one of my favorite lines. It's a really good point. Um, that's what Danny, Danny McBride, McBride says. Gem. Yeah, you're right. He is amazing in this movie. It is, it is a he really gem. Is. Um, yeah. So James Franco gets eaten. Um, so funny story. Gonna interject here. Um, Channing Tatum at this point was supposed to get um, James Franco's foot and drink the blood out of it. But test audiences decided that they did not want to see this, and like it really boggled the mind of Seth Rogen. He's like, "We watch a lot of we we show a lot of like worse stuff. Like, what is it about it? And they're like, we just don't want to see Channing Tatum do this. Like, it's fine if anybody else did. If we don't want to see Channing Tatum do this, drink that's, from a from a severed leg. That's interesting that you mention that. Okay, because like there there are some behind the scenes stuff where you see him like going like, <laughs> like he's going crazy. It's so funny." But and I and I was watching. I was like, "Why is this not in the movie?" But test audience, okay. test audience is just like really weirded that's, out. That's a bummer. That I wish that was in the movie. It was really funny. Mm. Yeah, not taking him for the sexy stuff, not for the gore stuff. Apparently, yeah, you can show his assets, but he can't drink <laughs> from a severed Ass leg. Sets. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Again, his butt sets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we're at the finish line. <laughs> His butt sir. That's hilarious. Oh, I love you, Andrew. All right. Uh, and then Jay and Seth, him. Jay and Seth uh, run away, and the giant demon with, like, I don't know, snakes growing out of the back of its or back. Out of its back. Um, <laughs> the back of its back. Uh, it's front, effectively. Yeah. The front of the back. Back on your back is your front. <laughs> that is the front. Good point. Out of its back, um, who's like, you know, 200 feet tall, is showing up, and they are talking about how they love each other, and they're, they're, they're facing their demons that they've dealt with as two friends who've grown, who've grown apart from one another, and it's their sort of moment to have this catharsis um, as a pair of friends. And that's the moment when Jay reveals, you know, just about his arrogance and, you know, when he realized that he should have been more open to the idea of change and not be judgmental. Um, and really, I mean, you know, it's a nice moment in terms of like two friends mm-hmm. coming to terms with the challenges they face with each other's relationship. But a lot of this is coming from Jay. Yes, it's true. A lot of it is coming from Jay. It's not Seth isn't really participating as much in this moment. Mm-hmm. I think it really is Jay's having his moment here. And then he's saved. He's, he starts getting sucked up, um, but Seth doesn't. And so Jay grabs his hand to bring him up, but for some reason, Seth isn't being chosen. Yeah, it's, he's holding him back as a change. Yeah, mm. in a cruel irony. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Seth uh, essentially tells Jay to let go. And to you know, to sacrifice him so he can go on without him. Um, and then, and then, a great moment happens. <laughs> so there's an interest. There's so there's an, interest, that, there's, an, there's an interesting story 
behind Jesus. us. So <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So this guy, the next part. So then, because Seth Rogen um, sacrifices, sacrifices himself. himself, he also gets raptured, and they both start going up to the sounds of Whitney Houston's "And I Will Always Love You." There's a reason why Whitney and Houston was used. <laughs> There's a reason why Whitney Houston was used for this moment, and I can't remember what is it, Cammy. Um. So originally, there was supposed to be a scene at the end where um. James Franco and Danny McBride are in a hot tub with um, the devil, Hitler, and Whitney Houston. But then Whitney <laughs> Houston died, and so they thought it was a poor taste. Oh. And so instead, they made a tri- beautiful tribute to her by having that song play as Seth Rogen gets um, raptured. So oh. instead of having the, uh, the scene in, the, in, in hell, they, they, they featured her song. And it's so perfect for that moment, though. Like oh, I'm great. so happy. Yeah. That they decided to do that, um, even without knowing the backstory of kind of why they decided and the tribute that it was supposed to be. And they were going to be they were going to be in a, in a hot tub with the devil and Hitler. Well, Danny McBride, James Franco, the devil, Hitler, and Whitney Houston. Yeah, that's especially tone deaf given the way that Whitney Houston died. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah they couldn't Wait, how do that. Did she die? In a bathtub. <laughs> no, no, no. That was oh. her daughter. That, I think I think it was her daughter. I, I, could I think be wrong they enough. both did. Uh, I don't know. On separate occasions? Okay, so I don't have a fact check on this, and I feel bad. We might have to do a corrections corner next episode if Chris doesn't find it right now. I feel I'm looking like it up right now. We need That's to actually a good idea. We should have a corrections corner, because I'm sure there's things we're going to say in this podcast that are going to... People are going to point the out the comments. corrections corner? Yeah, that's when you say, hey, about? quick corrections corner. We said something in the previous podcast that oh, turned out not to be like, true. that's when, like, Twitter gets mad. Jeff, yeah. we need yes. to get more I think our first episode needs its own episode for corrections corner, because we had the timeline so wrong for everything. That's yeah, true. That's fine. It was our first podcast. The only person that's going to complain is going to be your Lose mother. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder if she's seen this yeah. movie. Yeah. On a, on, she was found unconscious at the Beverly Hilton Hotel submerged in a bathtub. Oh, that's so sad. Uh, and her daughter, daughter too? Yeah. On a different occasion, but yes. Wow. Like mother, like daughter. Oh, God. Don't say that. They really should shower. <laughs> oh, God. Nice. This is no. terrible. We're going to go to hell for a little <laughs> This is awful. We love your... You will not get raptured. Oh, yeah, we're not going to get raptured. Wait, um, is it, was that a correction corner type <laughs> comment? I don't think we'd be sucked up into heaven. <laughs> no one no one here got sucked up. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, in heaven... Um, Jay and Seth get halos um, from Craig because Craig is, awesome. is, of course, greeting them at the pearly mm-hmm. gates. Of course. Welcome to heaven, motherfuckers. Yay! And Seth finds out that he can um, light up his joint with his halo. Pretty sweet feature. <laughs> Definitely. And they can feature. get anything they want in heaven, including a Backstreet Boys reunion. <laughs> and the movie concludes with a Backstreet Boys reunion. What's great is that they just did a, uh, a quarantine yeah, sing along. Yes, really? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah well, they all they all they came, they zoomed from their different houses and all sang uh, "I Want It That Way" as a group. Well, see, then this podcast should blow up because of the you know recent Backstreet Boy events. Transitive property. Transitive yeah. property of perfect. We know how this works. So we've come to the point. We've come to the point where we should decide how many toilet papers 
This movie deserves <laughs> how many rolls? rolls. How, sorry, rolls. how many rolls? It was how many toilet papers? Yeah, usually like four hundred per roll. <laughs> how many? So that's how that's many the vehicle for rolls. toilet paper are rolls, Jefferson. I apologize for my misspeaking. Uh, how many toilet paper rolls do we feel this movie deserves? Take a moment. I I hesitate to give it a nine, but I'm gonna give it an eight. I love this movie. I think it's so funny, and it's like so clever in so many ways. Who's up next? I'm gonna give it a nine. I oh shit. But I think it's partly because of circumstance, right? Right now, I need a laugh, and yeah. this movie gave me that. Like it, it just is just exactly what I needed to watch right now. The first, like, the movies we watched in the last two episodes just had me so down, and this is exactly what I needed to watch. I'm going to jump in uh, with, um, I'm going to give it a seven toilet paper rolls. I think it's a very good movie. I definitely gave me a laugh. Um, I don't think it's flawless by any means, Um but I think Cammy's right that it was a very nice change of pace compared to our previous two movies. We kind of went with like the middle of the ground, then we went really, really just <laughs> frightening, and then we're gone to kind of more comedic and enjoyable. Um, yeah, if we had kicked off, if we had this earlier and we had like built up to the last two contagion. movies, I think I might have given it a, I, I would have given it a lower rating. Yeah, it's made you feel really good right yeah. now. So yeah, I'm going to say That's a 7, good. but pretty close to getting to an 8. I, we're not doing point fives in this because I feel like this is not necessary, but, you know, I think a 7, but I could have been convinced perhaps to make it an 8, put it that way. <laughs> I'm I'm with Jeff on this. I, I give it a 7, but not a not a close to an 8, 7, but a pretty, pretty level 7, <laughs> mostly because... I found that I don't appreciate the humor as much this go around as when I first saw it. Some of it I find a little silly. And so <laughs> my takeaway was that I, I like the chemistry everyone has and I like the idea that they all played exaggerated versions of each other's and they, they tell like a cogent story throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. But just sometimes they go so overboard with some of the, the gross jokes that it, it kind of loses some of, I think, its charm. But maybe that's because I'm the old old guy here. So I'll call seven. whatever I want, Chris. <laughs> yeah, right. That stuff. So I, I say seven rolls of Charmin. I think hashtag that. ad hashtag Charmin. I don't usually love gross out humor, but this movie like makes Jeff Jeff so like giddy <laughs> that like it's kind of contagious. <laughs> <laughs> I am giddy. That's true. It's really that sad. says more like, about Jeff, I think, than anything else. <laughs> like, this is one line that Jeff like quotes all the time. I didn't even mention nobody, it. nobody else in nobody. the world. I didn't even mention it's a kick time. out of this line. But like James Franco is off, like talking about. Um, They're getting, talking about getting rid of Danny McBride. The fucker's gained weight since he got here. The fucker's got to go. Go. The fucker's got to go. And he goes, he's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. go. I don't know why, but that line hits me every time, and I just absolutely love it. It's probably my favorite James Franco moment in this movie. And, yeah, it's one of those things. It's totally one-off, and I don't know why it had an impact and made me laugh so hard, but... We're probably the only people in the world, like, around the house, will just say that offhand. Yeah. He's got to go. He's got to go. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm glad they can uh, can entertain Cammy. 
Did we talk about our favorite scenes? We didn't, I don't think. I already kind of said no. mine, though. It's Danny McBride's yeah, I, entrance. I kind of did, too. My, the Pineapple Express, like, foreshadow, then the ending, to me, is, like, the best. Yeah. What about, what about you, Chris, though? Mine is, uh, is Jonah Hill with a revolver. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang. Bang, bang. Okay, let me see. It's real. It's heavy. Let me see. I got... Whoa, oh, come on, guys. You Careful. Bang, no. bang. Jesus, please put it oh, down. Fuck. Bang, 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 you're oh, dead. Fucking pow, happy. pow, pow. Stop, guys, stop fucking wow, with the gun. Jesus. Pow, Jesus. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll just kill my... No, no. don't do that, Jesus. Jonah. Oh, no. Jonah, I got to end it. Don't do that. Jonah. I'm stop. So, oh, 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 hey, come on. No, no, don't. Jesus. Would you put the thing down? Oh. I'm trying to have some fun, okay. man. This is great. Because there's, there's a combination of both... Anxiety with the idea of just throwing around a fully loaded revolver, but also just the mannerisms for the group is really funny. So well, it's a strange dichotomy of of, of conflicting uh, feelings throughout the scene. Yeah, that's a great scene. Oh, I'll say, like Jonah Hill isn't so much a caricature of himself as he is a character of like everybody in LA. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's a true. good point. Yeah, because it's so like I really felt for Jay in this movie because I like we used to live in LA and I, I I went to so many parties with friends where I was just like you can't leave me. There's always that one person I know they they really hate me, but well, whenever they're in Jay, person, they go ahead. Jay really plays like the audience in this yeah. in this movie. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, he's kind of the, yeah, the he, baseline, the 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 center point. And I I do truly feel like that is who he is almost. Yeah, Um, I do enjoy that. What you can? Do you have a favorite scene? Oh, we've already discussed my favorite scene, and it's when the guy pops his head through. That's right. Yeah. Oh, titty fuck, you so good. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right, I think we're coming to the close of this podcast. So, Chris, if you wouldn't mind seeing uh, what the current COVID nineteen cases are. Oh, and see God. if it's updated. We probably should have written down what the previous number was, because are we really going to know? We're going to have to rewind. Whatever. We won't, but the numbers have gone up a little bit because I just looked at some of them. But uh, we're uh, we're sitting pretty at 400,540 total cases in the United oh, States. Yep. We are, uh, we're at 12,857 deaths, so we're getting oh, up there. Jeez. And uh, we've got 21,711 recovered. And they're saying this will be the worst week, um, which silver lining could mean that we're getting closer to the downhill. But the apex, uh, we could be hitting the apex pretty soon. We could be hitting the apex, but so I, there's our uh, dose of I'm, reality. Let's write down this no week's numbers and compare it to next week's. Then yeah, we should yeah. write yeah. this down. I'll start um, writing them down. Yeah, you, you, if you wouldn't mind, Chris. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. That contextualize it, yeah. That contextualize it, but I mean, it's what it's it's an important thing in some respects, just because like we we you know this is a great fun funny movie, um, and it kind of touches on certain aspects of what a quarantine or what what that life would you know those moments would be like. But you know, we're all in one, and we're we're feeling for everybody out there who's experiencing this, and we hope that you know. Our chat about this movie will give you some some laughs and some joy um, in this time period. But we'll continue to give our PSA of wash your hands, stay at home. Uh, and stay the <laughs> fuck at home. Jesus. <laughs> Andrew's very serious about this. Actually, we I all are. Like, just shell shock from the brunch girl <laughs> on Wait, Tinder. What? 
I think you talked about that in podcast number one. Oh, okay, right, 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 right. I was like, it yeah, was number you, two, Jeff. Oh, I apologize. If you haven't, if you don't know what he's talking about, be sure and download episode two to give yourself Contagion. some context. Nice. Yeah. Download and, uh, it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Uh, but please do. thing near you. If you're and, listening uh, to this, subscribe, please, leave a review, follow us on please Instagram. Please leave a review. We'll do a shout out <laughs> to you if you leave us a review. <laughs> we appreciate it. Um, no, seriously, I'm, though, we will shout yeah. you out. Yeah. Um, and next but, week, what movie we're doing? Yeah, what's uh, what's our plan? It's the road, I think. Right? I think is the road is now that we've Jesus. now that we've had a palate cleanser. Yeah, Oof. can we do like a comedy every other week? <laughs> I'm gonna. Call I'm, it. I'm fine with that. You guys, so board. like you guys, blew my mind. So all right, the road is gonna be the next one. Yeah, but you guys blew my At mind. World's with the end. I like Ooh. that idea. But what are you World's trying to say? Andrew, Andrew, finish Andrew, finish you, your sentence. Finish your sentence after the road. So I'm the world's end. I yes, but you guys mentioned this. It might not be the next next one, but at some point we're gonna do Space Jam. Yeah, that's right. You guys yes. have to like do your pitch on that's Space true. Jam because it's amazing. Why we decided this is gonna else. be? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll happily do that. Uh, so we watched Space Jam the other night, and if you're unfamiliar with the movie, or if you've forgotten, like we, yeah, did. it's pretty. Yeah, actually, it's pretty so, easy. I mean, to if you this. didn't watch Space Jam, I don't know who you are, but I don't want to be friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, basketball players have their talent stolen by these aliens because they're going to face the Looney Tunes in a basketball game. I know because that the Looney crazy. Tunes have recruited Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. But okay, the point is, is these basketball players have lost their talent, and the NBA is trying to figure out why, and they think it's some sort of virus. So they end up shutting down the NBA and quarantining the players, and there's scenes in the movie where literally players refuse to go into the locker room because they think they're going to catch whatever virus it was that took away these players' powers, or powers, their ability to play basketball. They are powers. They are powers. Have you seen LeBron James in the paint? That's a power. That's a power. (laughs) They're like changing... In the hallway with like masks on. They're wearing like full on face masks to protect themselves. Yeah, and like it's, literally it's the NBA it, shuts down. It's too bad it wasn't like that in real life. What was that one NBA player that was like Who rubbed all the everybody? microphones? No, he put his hands on all the microphones yeah. and then it turns out he had coronavirus. He found out what like two a days later. Fucking but dick, that guy. The affected <laughs> players end up like going through like a bunch of clinical trials and everything trying to figure out what they have. Well, they also got testing really fast yeah. when testing was pretty hard to get, which is a whole nother conversation yeah. about privilege. So, but, but I mean, if, if you've you learned so. anything yeah. from this, there's a lot to discuss and unpack with Space Jam. <laughs> Space so, Jam. <laughs> look out for that one. Look out for the road. We're all gonna just feel like shit after the road, but I know. Whatever. I'm not looking forward to it. But at world's we're doing end it for after you. the road. Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much for listening, everyone out there. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we look forward to uh, seeing your comments and uh, and your reviews. Um, and see you next time on Apocalyptic. Later. Wash your hands. Wash your hands, bitches. Wash them <laughs> through two happy birthdays. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the end. I was trying to make it go quiet. All right, I'm going to stop my recording. Is this the end? Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs>